the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Uh, you can come and visit with us in person here at Millburgers. Uh, we have an, it's uh, actually uh, uh, where, where is everybody? Yeah, there's not a, there's not a bunch of folks here, but th- that'll pick up. It always does afternoon. I think we we um, after the church, church the after church crowd comes over and visits with us. So uh, there's lots of color. Uh, we have uh, beautiful uh, uh, vincas in front of us and Esperanza and um, Lantana. We need to figure out. Porter weed. Yeah, there's and the bumbles are back. Yeah. Yeah. They, apparently, they woke up late from being out of the tavern, according to Calvin. That's his uh, scientific uh, explanation of what happened to them. They love that red. Porter they weed. do love that. They like they like the pr- the blue too, but there's not as many of them over there. Huh? You know, not as many plants to attract them. Yeah, I wonder. You don't see a lot of honeybees over there either. I wonder if the bum the bumblebee seems to have a a longer proboscis. Is that what the, the term is? The little tongue that sticks down. Uh, I yeah, guess. You know, but we don't see a lot here at the at the nursery honeybees. But if you see them uh, honeybees at like my my patio where I've got. A lot of the Puerto oh. Rican, they they go there, but I don't see the bumblebees over there. Are they on the red? On the red, yeah. On the red and the, and the blue, but uh, but I don't uh, I don't see the bumblebees. I guess the, the populations are uh, <laughs> localized. Yeah, well they are. Uh, you know, they the native bees or honeybees are staying in uh, hollowed out oak trees. But they aren't native, you know. Well, yeah. European honeybees. The Italians. We brought those Italians over here, mother. <laughs> I got no problem with them. In a, by, by now, they've naturalized. I think they they also at one time called them Caucasian honeybees. Huh. I used to order them out of Sears. Yeah, we got to get the bees are on <laughs> and uh, find out more about the honeybees. But anyway, they're in different parts. Now, we've had a lot of honeybees on the flowers around here. In past uh, years. Yeah, in past years. Now, I haven't seen many this year. Huh. But I'm wondering if those bumblebees don't have a 
Look at over there in your special uh, apparatus. In the Esperanza too, there's a bunch of. Are there bumbles in there? Yeah. This is Bumblebee headquarters here, apparently. <laughs> now are those are the bumblebees or are they more wasps over there? No, they're yeah. bumblebees. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know they make honey too, so you can follow the bumblebees back to their hive, which is usually in the ground. And. Uh, and and grab the rob the honey, Milton. Have you ever thought about bumblebee honey? Mm-mm. Have you had bumblebee honey? No. Okay. Because usually, <laughs> the, the, that happens a lot in in Tennessee. And when you're shredding the pastures or the brush land, if you hit oh. one of those bumblebee hives, yeah. you leave the tractor running. Oh. Get the hell out of there, because they're going to come after you and pick that. Are they angry? Oh, man. And do they hurt? See, a honeybee can only uh, sting once, but a bumblebee (laughs) can just keep at it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the reason I know they're in underground. But they do make honey, but I've never eaten any. Okay. But... uh, Anyway, that's there. I bet you they have some apparatus that allows them to get into the into the flower deeper or something. There's fifteen, what fifteen or sixteen different varieties of bumblebee just in in our, in our area. Here. Oh yeah. So you got lots of lots of mechanisms and lots of choices. <laughs> you know they. Uh, the honeybees couldn't fool around with uh, Esperanza blooms if it wasn't for the uh, uh, the raper bees. The raper bees come and uh, they can't reach down in that Esperanza flower either. So what they do, they sh- uh, I'm sorry, so not Esperanza, uh, firebush. So what you know, it's tubular. So their their proboscis is not long enough, Milton. Some people have that problem, or some animals have that problem, or insects have that problem. Keep going, just move. <laughs> You're digging yourself in deeper. I get sidetracked very. Yeah, easy. I can tell that. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the raper bee comes along, and splits, makes a little split in the side of the flower. The side of the calyx, right down to where the, the honeybee can uh, revisit that split and get the nectar. Okay. A <coughs> firebush. Now, what is the little little pink one? It's a, a common. That's that's loaded with those uh, bumblebees too. Uh, oh yeah, the skull cap. Skull oh, cap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you don't see many honeybee honeybees on that thing either. Don't see that. Yeah, we just don't see any honeybees this year <laughs> here at the nursery. That's, yeah, yeah, that's not a good thing because you know, <laughs> without without bees, we wouldn't have any of the cruciferous crops that fruit. No, oh, the broccoli, the cauliflower. The... No, we're talking. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're talking watermelons. Cantaloupe. Oh, those are carciferous? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm confused. I misspoke. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. Because the, uh, 
So in the watermelon patch, they always bring hives of bees out there. Oh, really? Uh, to pollinate the watermelons. Yeah, and they used to, uh, when I had the peach orchard, uh, you would always see the truck coming with the, the hives. No, well, they, well, you know, <laughs> I, guess, I guess that increases the uh, peach set. But uh, not the pe- No, I didn't. They didn't work for the peaches. They were for the people that were growing watermelons around that. Oh, oh, okay. That I thought area. you meant for the peaches. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, watermelon, cucumbers, <laughs> and uh, and things like that. Uh, I think they say squash too, because we do. We don't want to put a row cover over a squash blend. So a lot of people say, well. To keep the vine borer, squash vine borer out of there. Well, but then I'll you're keeping the a, pollinator. Yeah, you, if you keep the pollinator out of there, you won't have squat. Because, you know, the male and the female blooms are, are separate on a squat. I'm going to Google what plants do. What should I Google? Yeah, I'm going to just Google what food do honeybees pollinate? What should I look under? What, uh, what plants? Well, but plants pl- could be... Yeah. Anything. But they have to. Uh, they, uh, cucurbids. That's what. That's the word. Okay. That's what it is. Cucurbids, like watermelons, cantaloupe, uh, cucumbers, whatever. No, oh, it says apples, melons, cranberries, pumpkins, squash, broccoli, and almonds, to name a few, <laughs> according to the FDA. I don't know about it. Oh, man, now you're going after the FDA? <laughs> You've already gone after the they're government not, weather channel. <laughs> they're not. Uh, some of those that you mes- mentioned are self-fruitful. Now, Avocados, I, I, it says. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> but any, anyway, a lot of, a lot of uh, commercial growers use that to... Uh, uh, increase the pollinate, increase the uh, the set, the fruit set of those fruits that they normally wouldn't uh, need. They don't specifically have to have the insect pollination, but it increases the yield. Well, we don't we don't recommend that anymore because most of the time. When we have a peach crop, we're uh, we have too many peaches on there, so we don't actually want a super full crop. No advantage of having all those peaches on there. Yeah, beyond a certain point. Yeah, let's see. What is it? Uh, Blueford and everybody. The fruit boys used to say, ten uh, percent of the fruit, ten percent of the bloom." Is a hundred percent of the crop. That's a hundred percent of the crop. Have they passed? Huh? Mid Blueford has. Okay. Well, there's two or three of them have. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, I asked him. Uh, when we somebody mentioned um, <clears throat> avocados, you mentioned avocados in that. Now this says according to CenterFoodSafety.org, according to the United Nations Environmental Program. Of the 100 crop varieties that provide 90% of the world's food, 71 are pollinated by bees. That's probably right. Man. Can be pollinated. They're they're kind of important then. The reason reason, uh, I mentioned uh, the the, uh, cucurbis 
is they have to be pollinated. Oh, really? By okay. bees. I miss I missed that question on my uh, master's. No, and you're still bitter. Degree. I'm still bitter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we were talking yesterday about uh, avocados. Somebody had come come up to the yeah. desk, and um, and he 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 asked about the poncho, poncho avocado, and of course that's triggered uh, triggered an uh, unusual memory in my mind about the no. uh, TV series, the Cisco Kid. Okay, <laughs> and Calvin and Milton both had that. Deer in the headlights look that I was talking about yes. the first Hispanic or Mexican television program. And uh, my man uh, Dennis jumped right on that and sent me the, said the Cisco Kid is a 1950 to 1956 half hour American Western series. Starring Duncan Renardo in the role of the Cisco Kid and Leo Carrero as the jovial sidekick, Poncho. Now, I want to remind you guys that in 1950, I was born in 1946. Uh, in 1950, I was, uh, what, uh, four years old. Yeah, four years old, and when it went off the air, I was ten years old. Oh, wow, it lasted a while, six years? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that was, I, li I lived in Tennessee, and that was the first Mexican, Mexican I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. it was also yeah. the... I believe it was uh, one of the first color there you go. TV oh, really? color uh, shows. The first shows. television series to be filmed. Oh, that's in interesting. So, all right. Well, as Calvin yeah. says, can let's let's stick to gardening because that because this is this could go on forever. <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> no, Dennis it's not going to go on forever okay. because y'all made that wild look like you're making. Yeah. Uh, that they took it off because they were stereotyped. That's not what Calvin said. He said that some things that were yeah. that were portrayed in the 50s maybe aren't quite as uh, flattering to those people they were portraying. No, they they were flattering. Really? Because according to Dr. It's Jerry Parsons, it's the first time I'd ever seen Mexican culture. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Tennessee, man. I understand. We had prejudices against other things, uh, but not Mexican. Not Mexican. Let's just, let's just, gosh, <laughs> can we move on? Okay. Okay, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I wonder if, oh, I don't know if she's looking for something or has a question. Okay. <laughs> what, what else you got there? Um, she's trying uh, to decide, I'll, I think, on... Uh, oh. She will, whether lantana? she wants one of the uh, new gold lantanas. <laughs> Which can't one? go wrong with a new gold lantana. And they've, they've got a new supply of them at the front. They're in full bloom. They've still got some um, of those uh, red uh, red uh, bougainvilleas. Yeah. we Remember the name? Did, did you? No. What was the name? Oh, so red. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> from Oso Nursery. And did he? Oh, I thought there was a play on the. Oh, so red. no, Oso is the nursery's pet. Okay. Did we a o o a o s o Oso. Did Trace ever tell us whether the ones further down were the same as the ones at the? No, no. He said he. I think he said. I said, aren't there two reds out there? And he said, uh, there's one that's, uh, and it's not named, and it's not patented, but uh, it's kind of uh, kind of maroon red. But anyway, uh, they're oh. still available. And as I was walking in, I stopped by the peppers to check out the peppers. Oh, yeah. Which we got, we got some large... Uh, peppers, and I checked out to see what varieties were there, and they've got uh, quite a few of the real grandy gold peppers that we talked about earlier, and they've got a few uh, real grandy gold hot peppers. First time that's ever been on the market, and uh, they, <laughs> as I was walking on down toward the end of the table. They have some uh, Le Joe hot. First time that's been on the market. Yeah, I wonder how. Uh, were we going to get another report from our friend up in Dallas that came and got these? Was he gonna I th- th- yeah, yeah. I, th- I think this is a bad year for getting uh, those reports because of the, the real challenge of just growing things with the, the heat. Yeah. You know, because uh, I don't know how many... I've got all, all those that, the peppers that we have talked about, but I, I don't know how how many gardeners are having the same trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They producing. they don't like extreme heat. And it depends uh, when it's weather like this. Doesn't take much of a difference in environment for you to really affect. You know, if you're you're up the hill and uh, mm-hmm. in no shade, it's a little different than if you get just the the morning sun plants. So some of the peppers do okay. Yeah. Now the tomatoes, <laughs> the tomatoes seem to be a lost cause. I mean, you get a few, a few fruit, and uh, but uh, it's just uh, probably not a reliable a year to make a real judgment about uh, who's yeah, doing we ha- best. We haven't heard many good things about the rodeo tomato this year. Yeah, no, and we which is unusual. Probably yeah. less of the tomatoes' fault and more the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. What did well, you, you say? Probably more because of the weather than... Oh, okay. The, the, you said the, it opposite. Oh, okay. Oh, did I? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> more. But, but weather is always a factor. But oh, the, yeah. But if you get to the point where 90% of all plants are affected by the mm. weather, it, it loses significance. Well, we're going to have it here, I think, again. Didn't Trey say we were going to get some more and we can see how it does in the fall? Did yeah. You, well, it'll, it'll be uh, a easier, a little easier. Did you see our, our rain forecast is only 40%? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh we're going to have more tomatoes, usually. Did it, did it change at all? But we're not going to have any more of those peppers. Yeah, I don't know. So what What you need to do, uh, they look like hell, the, vari- the peppers do. So um, ignore that? They look good earlier on, but you see a lot of stubby pe- peppers on them, all varieties. And uh, they, some of them are turning, 
So what you do, if you want to buy those, buy some of those and try them this fall, which is still plenty, they do well in the fall. Uh, I said pick all the peppers off. Mm-hmm. But pep, uh, Trey says nobody's going to do that. Right. Even though I tell them to do it. No, that's, that hurts me nothing. That's okay. How often have your children done that to you? <laughs> but anyway, what you do, if you want to pick the peppers off, come buy the peppers, whether you want the real grandy mild or the real grandy hot or the Lejo hot. Uh, you got to get them ready for the fall when the weather cools. Is the weather going to cool again? I can check. Oh, that's right. That big rain's coming uh, Monday, Tuesday, right? Monday. No, no. That, that's moved? what I was talking about. It's four, only a 40% forecast. Oh, it, was, it was 40 before, though. Oh, it's 50 on Monday. All right. According to this. It, it, Monday no, night is 40. Tuesday is 40. No way that it cannot rain. Right, Milton? Here you uh. go. <laughs> this will make Jerry very happy. New rainfall amounts between a tenth and a quarter of oh, an inch. Oh, geez. <laughs> they shouldn't even put that. Expect higher amounts in thunderstorms. <laughs> they shouldn't even yeah. put that. Hey, we got to take a quick break. Okay. All right, before we do, remind you about Millburgers having the tree hugger sprinkler right here at Millburgers. And uh, you can get this a great way to do what the guys talk about, which is make sure those new plants or the recently resprouted from the freeze plants uh, get that root ball watered and uh, watered efficiently and watered deep as if, as tremendously efficiently because it it drips down uh, and just gives a little bit of water and you're wrapping it around the trunk because it's hinged and it hugs as tree hugger it hugs that trunk there's three sizes the 7 the 11 and the 15 inch and it's a great way to do it or you can turn it up higher and uh, water further out maybe water the um, drip line yeah so um, check them out here at Millburgers and there's also you'll see them at HEB it's cheaper to get them locally than it is online, uh, yeah. which the guy at Tree Hugger told me. He said, <laughs> I don't know why people buy them online with shipping and everything. It's, so, but, uh, but, you know, some people or yeah. something are not into hugging. Oh, they don't like They don't want to hug their tree? They don't hug their trees. So and they don't hug the people? Your tree will last longer if you <laughs> hug it. So, but, so you can open it. As oh, well. I see where you're going with this. I didn't understand. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a hugger, you yeah, can be Email a, Jerry, and you can find <laughs> all the other uses for the tree hugger that he has discovered, like bird baths. Bird baths. Yeah. So find it here at Millburgers, H-E-B, and uh, you can find it online at treehuggersprinklers.com. We will take a quick break and come back in a moment at 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Going to get to Greg in just a second, but before, we're going to tell you about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. But we want you to know, when you see those first signs of pests, you're going to be upset, uh, And uh, but you don't have to be. There, there's a buddy on your side, and that's Spider-Man. I've been doing this since 1976. If you read those reviews online on Google, you can see that uh, people love working with Spider-Man termite and pest control year after year after year. In fact, I'm, uh, it's not his official slogan, but I like it because I've heard people say it. Uh, he's the last pest control guy we got because 
He's the one that fixed it, fixed the problem. So give him a call, 210-656-3721, no matter what your pest problem is. 210-656-3721 or go spidermanpest.com. Greg is on the line. Greg, you got a, a report for us? Yeah, Milton, how are you? Good, good. What's going on? Well, since you demanded to have an update on the uh, North Texas growing operation. That's right. Uh, I, <laughs> yes, sir, I demanded. <laughs> demanded it. Uh, I saw the bat signal in the sky, so I figured I'd call <laughs> it. That, that, the, big, the big pepper sign. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mm-hmm. pepper sign in the sky. Uh, all three of my plants are great. I've got I've got one pepper that has turned red, so it's going to get plucked and, and eaten tonight. Um, but each plant has probably 30 to 35 peppers on it in all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. And you've got the regular one, right? Real grande go. It, yeah, just the, the regular mild one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and my buddy that got the, the hot so. and the lajol, his, his is pretty comparable. We've been trading pictures. so. <laughs> You'll have to send, us, you, the, send us one of those pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'll. I'll do that, I, and I'm learning too. This this is my first vegetable crop that I've tried to uh, do. So I'm learning that the the bigger the pot, the more root space, the bigger the plant. So yeah, uh, easy it is to keep watered. Yeah, and I'm I'm watering them pretty much every night. So yeah, what what should you expect in the fall? How how big are your containers? <clears throat> Uh, I've got one that's by itself in a uh, half uh, whiskey barrel, and then okay. the other I, I just transplanted it to to a, a big container that's bigger than a half whiskey barrel, um, and then I've got one that's probably in a I'd call it a five gallon pot. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm I'm finding that the in some situations the half whiskey barrel was not. Too too large either. No, no. There's uh, some of those that you get. They even get hot, dry out. That's the one that seems to be doing the best. That plant has got the most fruit, and it's got it's it's the tallest. So that seems to be a pretty good size. Did you use copious amounts of osmocote? I uh, I mulched them. uh, There you go. You're the man. You're the man. I've got some miracle Grow. I'm going to start kind of putting in as I'm watering. Here there this you week. go. Are you doing it perfectly? Yeah. So, what, <laughs> Dr. Parsons, what were you saying about preparing them for the fall? Can can I get peppers in the fall? Oh yeah. Uh, we were. T- I was talking about these uh, older uh, transplants that we have here that already have little stunted peppers on them. And so to prepare those for the fall, I was telling people to come get them and uh, and uh, remove all the fruit so they can start growing vegetatively again. And uh, Trey said uh, that people won't do that. I don't know why, because they're ready to eat. But uh, so now I'm saying people to come get these peppers. And eat the peppers, eat all the peppers, regardless of the size, that are on the plant. But your situation is uh, you've got a well-established plant, and it, it'll keep setting fruit. 
And uh, I find that they're they're kind of they're pretty frost resistant. I mean, they they can take a, a frost better than uh, tomatoes and things like that can. Okay. So, uh, that's what I was talking about. Uh, you you want yours to go ahead and go to red. Go to yeah, and I've, and I've eaten a couple of them as they've been that that kind of yellowish, you know, really yeah, light yeah, green yeah. color. Get, so I'm get curious. That if, yeah, I'm curious if the the taste will be any different of of the red one versus those. No, yellow. no, they'll all be the same. Yeah. Okay. Do you find? Did you normally eat uh, banana peppers or? I, just I have in the in the past. Yeah, we we like to kind of slice them up and just put them in a salad. So, yeah, that's what we'll probably do with these. I, that's what I was kind of comparing the Rio Grande to the to uh, banana peppers. I really like banana peppers; they're easy to grow and uh, taste good. But uh, I think the Rio Grande has a, a more interesting flavor. And the texture, too, is a, mm-hmm. a, a little yeah, more fun. I've noticed it kind of almost tastes like a cross between a banana pepper and like a cucumber almost. Yeah. Yeah. A little, that texture thing, too. Is, yeah. That's cool. That's a yeah. good description. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you if you want to go ahead and eat them before they're uh, – are you married? I am with two children. Okay, okay, and she may they they may want to eat them too before they turn completely red. So all they have to do is uh, filter their fecal material, Milton, and uh, get the seed out. The seed will <laughs> go through whole, and some sometimes people say that uh, increases the germination. I'm, I'm going to name, name three of the people much. that have said that. There were name three people that have said that. <laughs> They're past me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to propose that to my 15 year old daughter. There you go. There you go. <laughs> tell her. Tell her I recommended that, and it's it's for the it's for the project. Yeah, you two will be in the same cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Notice I said fecal material, Milton. Yes, thank you. Clean that we, up. We appreciate that. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, send us the picture, man. We'd like yeah. to see it. I, I, I really like them. They, they, uh, and I think it almost kind of looks like a little Christmas tree with, oh, uh, with all the yeah. ornaments on it. And are you? Are you yeah. You're eating them too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We used them in a dish yeah. the other day. Will you talk to? We your didn't wife? burp once. Will you talk to your wife about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she'd go for that. She's yeah. an Alabama girl. So uh, she'd no. Go for that. no, no, she's a Texas girl. Oh, a Texas girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we should call my. Uh, we should get an Alabama report on those. Were you trying to get Coxcomb an Alabama report? Yeah, yeah. Coxcomb. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Greg. Send me the picture. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Have man. Bye, for Greg. calling in. Good weekend. Yeah, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And uh, James emailed us. A update on his Rio Grande gold. Oh, well, I can't show Calvin. That's what I'm, I'm guessing he will call us soon. So it's it's good that you look at it. I'll have it ready if you need it again. Oh, he he was the one that called in a couple of weekends ago, and I told him it needs fertilizer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, looks a little. Does it look a little light better? Green and smaller. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What was it? Was he going to give it fertilizer? Yeah, I think so. Okay, does it look a little better? Yeah. I okay. See it. Okay. But uh, the heat, the hot weather will, like Calvin said, it, it uh, plants just trying to stay alive. 
So the peppers that it produces are smaller. Uh, I think it was last year that Calvin grew them, and uh, he was, you were concerned that they were small, small, and they're, they're supposed to be jalapeno size. And these are more like uh, cherry pepper size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when the, if, if I remember correctly, I think when the temperature cools, yeah, they they started producing larger peppers. Yeah, we kind of we kind of forgot about them and let them. Yeah, and then a few weeks later, they were yeah they they're were the size we expected. Yeah, yeah they're tough. Uh, like I said, uh, they were developed in the Rio Grande Valley uh, by Dr. Uh, Ben Villion, the pepper breeder. So not only are they are pretty and belchless. Dr. Ben never would go for the belchless thing. No. But but anyway, uh, he he did not see the benefit of that for some reason. He he turned his back on us older people. Oh. But uh, uh, they were they were they have a resistant to four or five different viruses that can kill peppers. I mean, it, it damages them even all the way into Mexico. But uh, uh, it, so it's it's bred to be tough, tough as a boot. And it's, uh, most a lot of times, as Milton has seen, the thing uh, produces more peppers in the, in the fall than it does in the spring. That's why I was kind of hinting yeah. that Greg's going to be pleasantly surprised when, yeah, it, when yeah, fall comes, yeah. yeah. If you keep it, if you keep it well fertilized, so keep it well. You better I, take advantage of these mulching uh, with osmocote. You know that seed, where that seed of those peppers came from. My refrigerator. I know, and that's, and that's the, the last of that yeah. seed of the hot ones and the and the Rio Grande Gold mild. So. Uh, Talk to your wife about that collection, mm. too. I'm pretty sure I know her well enough that <laughs> it ain't going to happen. And I'm not sure her respect for me <laughs> will uh, increase any when I okay. share this brilliant idea. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, 866-308-8867. Yeah, and that okra, how, how big are those little pots the okra's in? That thing, <laughs> they're small. Yeah, those little guys are, and the, they're probably three, two, two and a half feet tall. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that may uh, stunt the okra a little bit, uh, but all, most okra needs stunting. Oh, yeah. I've got some that are uh, <laughs> 18 inches tall that have pods on them. Is that right? Yeah, that, that, I, that were accidentally... You know, they're re- remnants from seed from last year and everything, and so I... They're not Beck's big, are they? Uh, no. Okay. No, they were... They're they, smooth. They're smooth, smooth long and yeah. smooth. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind of just kind of interesting that we talk about how mi- large and vigorous they are, and then they're these, these little torps <laughs> over there just doing their best to get yeah. access to water and nutrients yeah. and uh, producing pods. They come, they come true from seed, so, you know, if you drop some seed, fine. Uh, oh, I was going to look at Calvin this week in the garden yesterday in the Saturday paper. 
got a great picture. It got some good pictures with this thing. Got coral vine. Coral vine is one of those plants that's hard to take a picture of too. Because of the color? Because of the color. Mm. It, it's glowing color. And uh, when you get a bunch of flowers together and try to take a picture of coral vine, it'll look out of focus when you look at it on your digital camera. And it also uh, makes a good video because the the, bee, the, oh, the bees yeah. and everything are all moving there. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's in motion. If you're nervous about bees of any type, because they're all going to be on there. I noticed. Be careful with uh, taking pictures of coral vine because they're, they're going to be there. Yeah, I noticed that Bart, who's allergic to bees, oh, I haven't seen him no. in my, coming to my garden at all. <laughs> hey, that may be a good bark <laughs> resistance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, have a have a note on uh, <laughs> you know, what keeps people away, huh? And got got a pic- beautiful picture of uh, Forest Appleton at Forest Appleton's <laughs> fence. Uh, where he's showing the uh, butterfly vine. Now uh, there's there's hummingbirds over there at the. Oh, that is that a, a kufia, huh? That red, the red kufia. Yeah. yeah. The uh, anyway, this week in the garden, it is important to provide water for the songbirds in your landscape. Bird baths work well, especially if they include a recirculating pump. A wraparound sprinkler (laughs) (laughs) at a very low rate uh, and can be rinsed every day and filled as necessary, which is usually once per day. That's what I was getting ready to say. Mine dries up every day. Yeah. At night. So I've I've got a a regiment of uh, (laughs) uh, putting new fresh water for the cats. And then uh, put the extra in the bird bath. So get them started today. Yeah, we don't hear too many uh, uh, questions or, or uh, worried <laughs> thoughts about the mosquitoes hatching in, no, the, in the bird no. bath. Yeah. I mean, it dries out bone dry. Uh, if, and, if, if I wanted to clean it out, the bird bath, I'd have to sweep it out. Yeah. Well, they they like they, the, the shallower... The uh, bird bath, uh, the more the birds up to a point like it. But, of course, if it's too shallow, then it doesn't make the full day <laughs> with the evaporation. And it's uh, surprising how much water the birds will splash out yeah, of it. Yeah. You, you'll, see, you'll see that after you fill it up quite often. Uh, yeah. You come back and, there, and there's water all uh, <laughs> sprayed everywhere. Kevin, have you ever had a bird stare at you? Well, it, stop uh, and stare at you. Hummingbirds have a ten- I always think have a yeah. tendency to do that. The other day, <laughs> uh, I had my uh, wraparound sprinkler in the bird bath, the tree hugger, slowly dripping, okay. and uh, there. Well, no, I'd taken it out, and the water had dried up. Oh it, no! It had no water in it, and there were three white-winged doves sitting on the edge of the bird bath. And two of them flew off immediately. <laughs> one of them said, and one of them, <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell this guy off. Y'all one, get out of here. You're not going to want to hear this. One of them did not fly off yeah. and started looking at me through the door. Like, you better get some water out here yeah. right now. And I mean, 
I'll show he you. He wouldn't fly off. <laughs> he wouldn't move. He wouldn't jump around. He just stood there staring at me. And did you accommodate him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. I went out. That could have been trouble. <laughs> I went out and put water in the bowl. Of course, he flew off then. But I looked about, oh, it must have been three minutes later. He was back, and he was squatted in the bird bath. Oh, he was really enjoying it. Squatted in yeah. the bird bath. Middle of the bathroom. So I must have... I never had had a bear bird stare at me before. Man. You know, we have. Uh, I know lots of uh, folks have bird baths out there, and they also a lot of them have that re- recirculating pumps. Maybe uh, you know Jerry and I haven't really talked about the specifics of it uh, for about three or four years. Uh, and we just mentioned it last week about the costs and what options are available. We we know there's some uh, options. Sun. Uh, sun yeah. power, solar power, yeah, yeah, and then there's some. There's uh, some just use the, the water pressure, and the the cost is uh, really quite reasonable. Uh, if anybody's got a current report on any of those uh, <laughs> issues, the cost and and the technologies, like the ones that recirculate, yeah, give okay. a, yeah, give us a call, because it uh, it's amazing how. What a difference that that makes. I mean, oh, it's yeah. great to have just a bird bath, but <laughs> when you got something recirculating or, or just like your... Uh, yeah, just... Your, does it recirculate the water that's already in the yeah. bird bath? So or it, does it have a, a, a extra... I think they have both. Both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But both. I'm thinking if it recirculated the water just in the bird bath, mine would dry up. I think, it, yeah, I think they have sensors, so if it gets too low or something... It'll add to the water, then it cuts off and recirculates that. Okay, well, well my, yeah, mine is. I don't know if I'm right. My well, don't ever admit that, Melvin. Oh, okay. Uh, the, one, the one, the one recirculating pump I have in the back, <laughs> the back patio, that that has an amazing ability to keep keep working. It's a plug-in. Yeah. Plug. It keeps working when. You'd swear that you're <laughs> going to run out of water, but it, it just keeps a, 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 yeah. little, a little bit of a flow no matter what. So they're 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 pretty versatile. Al, back at the station, we got to take a break. Says he once had a hummingbird stare him directly in the face, in the eyes, not more than an, six inches from him oh, for more Lord. than a minute. <laughs> well, I, I find that I find the same thing. <laughs> it's it's like, you know, you're standing there with the the equipment, and yeah. then, uh, there's that hummingbird. Well. Well, get moving, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why that blackbird was. That, that, that feeder ain't going to hang itself, buddy. Get out there and hang it. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 the number to call to be a part of the show. Uh, yeah, well, uh, so Calvin's going to go check. <laughs> Calvin's on assignment right this second, checking on this, the, our status of is these it recirculating. Dang, is it a dangerous assignment? No, I think it's pretty safe. Well, Calvin sometimes, uh, yeah, he can fall. So yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not inher- it's not inherently dangerous, but <laughs> Calvin can make it dangerous. Yeah, 
while ago, uh, somebody, I think it was before the show started, there was a lady who walked up here to find out about deer-resistant plant material. And uh, she, I think she lived out at... Uh, at, at uh, and north, north, uh, okay, northeast, <laughs> uh, and she said the deer eating everything, mm. eating everything, and uh, <laughs> so I said, well, what you need to do is take our Vinca uh, challenge. Oh, and see if they'll see if you can get your deer to eat Vinca. And uh, and uh, she, I said, we never have had a, a let me see a reliable report that Vinca has ever been eaten. The plant has ever been eaten, and uh, it blooms all summer, and, and it's pretty, and comes in different colors. And I I know people are not excited, want to care about this. Not our customers. But they're on, on sale. sale. They're on sale through tomorrow, I guess, probably, and thereafter. But anyway, uh, Monday, the June 27th, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on sale, and they're... Until. It's yeah. a t- Texas superstar. It's a prolific summer blooms in shades of pink, white, rose, and red. As we look out in front There's of us, pretty much all of those. It looks like a sea of uh, yeah, beautiful bloom. And planted in mass, they do that at our building. It looks great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great bedding plant. You haven't you talked them into putting one out there in the flower bed? And where? In just, the flower. just one. Just one. Uh, no, they don't seem to think <laughs> that's a good idea. I don't know why. Yeah. They'd save money, and and yeah. you can plant them in mass now. Yeah. Excellent in flower beds and containers that receive hot, reflective sun. That's as hot as it gets. Yeah. Disease and deer resistant. Disease and deer resistant. I think most of the commercial growers have switched to corn. Oh, really good. Oh, yeah. Because if we remember back uh, three or four years ago, uh, Vinca... Uh, periwinkle, well, qu- they quit selling it. Yeah. And landscapers quit using it because of aerophotophora, that disease that yeah. kills it uh, when it gets wet. We haven't had that wet problem this year, man. No. Well, you wait till so, Monday, <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah. Almost any uh, vinca periwinkle can go through the uh, uh, temperatures when it's wet, when it's dry like this. But when it starts raining yeah, and splashing, are you watering with a automatic watering sprinkler? Yeah. Uh, splashing water up on them, and you haven't mulched, uh, they'll die. No, I can remember y'all talking about Vinca before we had the Cora series, and you had oh, to be yeah. very careful how you watered them. Yeah. And you watered them down below the. Look at you remembering that, Mel. I do, and then y'all—that's why y'all were so excited. And not plant them before June. Yeah. Yeah, because we always have the summers. Um, I forgot to tell you about deck and patio care, too. As you uh, enjoy those vincas in there your you bed, go. you can enjoy them on the deck. There you go. But make sure you're enjoying the deck, and it's looking as good as those vincas. 
And if it doesn't <laughs> look as good as that, well, call Barry Hagendorf and he can do that for you. At Deck and Patio Care, deckandpatiocare.com. Barry's been doing this for a number of years since the mid-'80s. Loves this stuff. And he's considered a national expert right here in San Antonio on this kind of stuff and uh, on making that, that deck repair and sealing and staining. Uh, Pebblestone driveways. That's why the website, I always recommend it, because it can say more than, than I ever could. It can show you in pictures what your deck could look like and what it might look like now. So that's deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, or call them at 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, for Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. But one thing you don't want to do. Tell your mother-in-law that you've got your deck fixed. Oh, is that your advice? Yeah. Okay. No matter how good it looks, if you bang her over, it's just going to start something bad. Uh, but uh, anyway, okay. getting back and to ke- this Vinca. And Calvin, hold your, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell them what you found out after the uh, news. It's surprising. Oh, good, okay. <laughs> yeah, we got lots of uh, Four, choices. Uh, good, Four, okay, well, hang on. Four-inch pot regularly, $1.59. Sell four for five dollars. Now mm-hmm. I had to do some math on that. Much. Do you know how much that is a piece? It's nearly a dollar twenty-five each. There you go. You're a pistol mill. Well, when you're what, as frugal as I am, you start doing that math pretty easily. <laughs> but uh, I think he did. He did that to, for people like you that want to plant one. Yeah. So uh, at least get four. Five dollars. You can't go wrong. And uh, plant them out there. And the deer will also get up on your deck. Mm-hmm. Don't think they won't come, come up on your pretty no. deck. They don't care whether it looks good or not. Yeah, right. So uh, anyway, they'll, they'll be on sale definitely through uh, tomorrow, through the 27th. Yeah, and Trace hasn't come up and told us what's coming up next week. I think he's he keeping said it, it secret. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a big 4th of July, huge ad in the paper. A uh, huge ad at Millburger Nursery. Six to eight plants that are my favorite and yeah. three to four ge- that are Jerry's favorite. Man. So ought to be quite a a show. So you look for that or you can go to millburgernursery.com to to see the ad. It comes out on Wednesday. Uh, and, of course, we'll, we'll tell you about it, too. So uh, let's see. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Are we going to take a break or are we going to talk? Yeah, we got one coming up. So I want to I want to give you as much time as you want, but we've got one coming up in like three minutes. Well, we can talk. I've, I've got to further uh, do some exploring, but there's uh, uh, six or seven different versions over wow. there. Wow. Oh, good. And uh, the price range is exactly what we've been talking about, from $25 to $250. Okay. And my, most of these, I, I didn't see any that were not electric, but that's what I, what I need to explore further to oh, see okay. what the, what the uh, source of the uh, energy is to keep them. We were talking, Trace, about the um, recirculating pumps. And just to check, we went and looked. We got about... Six or seven different kinds of recirculating pumps in there. We do. In uh, Milford, yeah. There has to be, uh, I mean, you got to, when you're talking about pumps, you have to know what the distance is from the pump and the height of where it's coming out. And there was, well, these. And there's are, some math that has to be done to figure well, out. Well, these are, I don't, these are uh, $25 versions, so I don't think they're real those are, complex. Those are, those are yeah. little table fountains. Yeah. 
Well, uh, and, we carry, and, we and other the, sizes. Yeah, they work. Uh, they generally work pretty well for the uh, bird bass. The, we, Jerry and I were talking about the uh, the uh, alternatives. Yeah. I've got I've got one one you just plug in, and it just keeps working no matter what, <laughs> even when there's just a little water. And then uh, Jerry uses his uh, recirculating pump. Yeah, or no, it's what's it called? A wrap around, wrap around. Oh, uh, tree hugger, tree hugger, sprinkler. He's but found other uses for he it. He has. Yeah. But Do you have? Are there any solar powered? I didn't see any there, okay. but we'll uh, have to explore. So in my mind, there's no good solar-powered pump yet. Oh, yet? Okay. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will come up with it, and somebody probably has one. But everything, Oh, yeah, they're, everything, on, they're in the Internet. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they last very long. We had, uh, <laughs> we, we've had gardeners uh, tell us that they've used them, but you're right. We haven't had, you know, we get so the I'm, report, and I, we haven't heard from them again. I picture all those... Uh, that means we've got to get, oh, we okay. get caught up with the news. All right. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. You call us during the news, and you'll be first up. And we have three people here that hopefully can answer your question. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment, live from Millburgers, where the crowds are picking up a little bit. On 9.30 a.m., this is the we're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Largecast live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. There is a nice breeze out here. The flags are moving. That's good. We like to see that from our vantage point here on the porch where you can come on out and ask your gardening question in person. In fact, someone came out and asked Trace a question, and uh, he's helping them now. So it's just and Jerry and Calvin ran off somewhere. We don't know where he ran <laughs> off. Uh, so it's just Jerry and I, and I'll try to answer your questions at 210-308-88. You'll try to answer my I'll question. I'll try, but I have you, as long as I have you here to answer them, you know, <laughs> I feel better. Uh, Calvin also this week in the garden. Since he's not here. If you have newly planted trees or shrubs or young plants less than two years ago. Yeah. uh, This uh, applies to all trees, shrubs, whatever that you planted in, especially this fall or this spring or two years ago. Uh... When the when the he says uh, dries to at the base, water them at the base. When the soil dries to two inches, do this also for plants that suffered freeze damage back in Feb- when the February freezes. Now one thing about it is, if you haven't been watering, would you like to help? If you, you <laughs> if you decided uh, you d- didn't realize that you needed to water newly planted shrubs, um, you got to rehydrate that root ball. Hmm. Uh, it's dried out, even if you've had a sprinkler irrigation system on. Sprinkler irrigation can't. Keep a newly planted plant water. So if you haven't watered it, and you <laughs> and you uh, haven't watered it, it's dried. 
out. So you need to soak it at the base. Now Calvin says, water them at the base when the soil dries to two inches. Now, the problem with that idea is um, the soil can dry to two inches and the root ball will still be dry. And uh, so you've definitely got to get it soaked. Water, water well when you water. There you go. And then most people, people like my wife, they don't know what it, inches are. So I have to explain it to her the second knuckle on your finger. Okay. Poke your finger in the ground up to your second knuckle. If it's cool or damp, it's fine. And if it's not, it's time to water again. But if the root ball has dried, it's assuming that two they, inches won't it's do assuming it. assuming they watered correctly the first time. That, that they're planted. Right. But if, they've, if they're, they're like the people I'm talking about that didn't know they had to water new plants that thoroughly... Two inches to the knuckle is not going to work because the root ball is dry. They've got to thoroughly water and then use the knuckle. So what would you guys do? Just dig the whole thing out and check the root ball? Uh, You can just figure that it's dried out. Oh. I would scratch the stem, make sure it's worthwhile still working with. (laughs) And then I would make a a berm. That way Uh you can tell them you need to fill this berm up. Five times, all the way to the top, let it soak in. Yeah. Let well, the top soak in. And then you know the water, right? Yeah. Well, I think you're going, I think it's one of those issues that you're talking about them not not picking the peppers. And that, so I mean, that that's kind of absurd. I mean, if they're, gonna, they're not going to do, do all that digging and everything. If they haven't done that from the beginning... It's not suddenly going to, uh, their habits aren't going to suddenly change, I don't think. Well, if they'll take our advice and water it at the base of the tree uh, for a couple of hours, slow drip, then that'll solve the problem. Well, help the problem. Well, I think think it's just as likely that the two-inch rule, too, or the two-inch rule will, will do the same, have the same effect. No, they can't. They can't pull, go two inches into the root ball. Why can't they go two inches into the root ball? You, you put you, it at the base; it goes easily. Goes I'm talking to. about your finger. You're both right. <laughs> How about that? As a rock, you mean? Or no, well, no, no the root the, ball wouldn't have rock in it. When you oh, that's a good point. When you make your your initial watering, and then you and you just make a little two inch hole there that's nothing you just go down there like this i think you're making making a more of a an issue out of uh, something that is I thought he was going to say mountain out of a molehill yeah. uh, <laughs> or a, uh, a drip mountain out of, out of a gopher hole yeah. yes. <laughs> but anyhow the the key is the water at the base yeah and thoroughly and slowly. Yeah. So in retail, you'd be shocked how many people don't water. Oh yeah. Well, That's and they right. think the sprinkler system does it, and then. <laughs> well, we. Uh, I watered it every day. That's, yeah. That's what. That's what we hear a lot. Watered every day, and then, and then they You can kind of hear it under their breath to say, "Well, maybe not every day, <laughs> or maybe." 
Only Does it count sprinkler. if it's two minutes? If it's two minutes, I, I, I like the ones that say I had. I, I used my sprinkler system and it was on for fifteen minutes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the week didn't you? When there was someone yesterday? Yes, there was. Yeah, it's like a ten minute. <laughs> yeah, ten minutes a day. Well, that's the, the key. People just don't key. know. Soak. Don't understand plants, and and especially if they're dealing with hollies, because hollies don't wilt. They just the leaves look terrible, and the plant eventually dies. But uh, it doesn't give you any signs that uh, it needs some water. That's that's why I uh, I like my Asian jasmine around hollies and shrub like that, and uh, it wilts. It'll wilt when the soil is extremely dry, and I, it tells me that I need the water. Now, I haven't watered, except at the base of the plants, and my my Asian jasmine is not looking real happy now. It's wilting. So, uh, anyway, you got to make sure you're watering that rhubarb, especially if you're, uh, especially if you're newly planted plants. They have. It's been so dry for so long. They. Uh, the root system has not expanded into the outer dry soil, so it can't can't that's, take advantage of the soil moisture. That's why I like which, that slow drip that you talked about, or the berm. Yeah, that, yeah. That I talked about. Yeah, yeah. That's that addresses one of the other issues we have. We don't have much of a reservoir. No, under the plants. Mm-mm. So the the two, the two inches might bring you down to the bottom of the. Of the soil reservoir, and then that means you got to you got to water quite often. Mm-hmm. So, all right, don't forget two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Daryl is on the line. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi there, Daryl. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Thank you. And I had some input for you. I do landscape maintenance, and I do when I do some fresh planting or even when I go to kind of rescue some yards and there's plants there that are dried, I'll pressurize the hose and I'll go around the base of the plant, you know, however far out you need to go. And I'll actually put the hose, you know, shove it in the ground like Malcolm Beck used to have that pipe yeah. drill into the ground. You're creating these vessels <laughs> around the plant that now every time my clients go and hand water, the water is actually going down deeper because those holes are there. And, uh, you know, and if you if you'll continue to go do that every time you plunge that hose into the ground, you're probably going farther down. And like uh, like y'all have mentioned, the roots are down there. They're not up on the surface. And it takes a hard it's a lot of work to get water to percolate down that far when it's this dry. So, yeah, uh, we got that's, we got how but, to make the Bex blaster on plantanswers.com. Absolutely. See, that thing works perfectly, especially when we're bone dry like this. And, and on, oh, yeah. a separate, on a separate topic, and you can continue the discussion with the watering, uh, I've had pretty good luck using that uh, tree stump and bind, whatever, oh, yeah. brush, brushing it on, not cutting the, you know, the hackberry saplings, brushing it with one of those disposable rubber you know, paintbrush things. 
Yeah. And they, the beauty of that is is you can sit there and watch the plant die, and you also know for sure uh, that you've killed it. And then, you know, once you see the distress, you can then go in and just cut it off at the ground and get rid of it. So that's more food for thought for you, gentlemen. Yeah. Now, you, you, you don't, you're not saying you enjoy that process, no. are you? <laughs> well, well, when you're killing hackberries. I, although some, <laughs> some hackberries and uh, china, china berry, I, yeah. I would. I thought about doing an experiment in my backyard. Uh, I've got some uh, Chinese pistache that are coming up everywhere. And uh, I've got a I've got a tree that I've a uh, seedling uh, that I've let get about uh, five feet tall, and so I'm thinking about uh, taking a knife and just scratching the bark and painting it with that uh, cut vine stump killer. It'll work. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm do do some of that. Do that, or just try put brushing this on there. You just kind of walk around with the sponge paint brush, and you you know put some of the chemical on it, and you just I don't you just barely brush it on. I probably do two or three inches on a five foot sampling, uh, maybe up and down. Yeah. And then you just when it's hot like this, it'll absorb it right through the the bark because you can actually water a distressed tea, and that's consistent on with the bark. With so my, it makes sense. Yeah, my, it's consistent with my experience with cat's claw. Too, you, you know, all you have to do is let me spray, read what Calvin spray wrote a little cast. bit of <laughs> spray a little bit of that remedy on on there, and uh, it really brings it into the plant. You don't do that during the summer when it's blooming, do you? It uh, <laughs> not in the summer it doesn't bloom much. Look, it's it's spring, a, and fall. spring and fall. It, yeah, it should be killed year round. Uh, <laughs> Man, Calvin, Calvin is ugly to his cat's claw. Yeah, well, if you if you ever had it anywhere, it just takes over the world. So, okay, gentlemen, I'll let you get back. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, Daryl. That was great to call. Uh, yeah, thank you. So, Very well. Do y'all remember when that cut vine stump killer had that blue dye in it? Was yeah. It actually see, I'm, right. I'm wondering if, since I guess the EPA made them take it out, I'm wondering I, if you could do that yourself. Just oh, get, yeah, get the just, concentrate, get some of the blue dye. Like yeah, you just absolutely. Around, put it in, you know exactly done. where you've been and you know exactly I, where you haven't been. You make it. Any color you want. Yeah, don't I have pink? Wasn't some of it pink? I think mine's I clear, yeah, kind of translucent. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I got pink. Of course, I, if you bought it a long time ago, you could. <laughs> well, no telling. That's one thing I was going to uh, mention. Uh, I don't think it gets old. You okay. know, you put it on concentrated, and uh, you put on so little. Obviously, you're probably going to have some left over. I've had some for ever since we started talking well, about that, it. Well, that's why every time and I ma- mention it, I say this is the be- one of the best buys around. Yeah. But because you can also get the size you need and it's the efficient yeah. size for it's you. It's cheap. And then Trace mentioned when we were, we were talking about the cat's claw and uh, the rem- <laughs> remedy, uh, you know, like a gallon remedy. You don't need that. You just need that little quarter pint. Yeah. Version in, in there, and it goes, I mean. Yeah, because you're just painting it on and you're not mixing it or anything. You buy a gallon, you might as well be buying a lifetime supply. <laughs> That's right. Hope you live long enough to use it. <laughs> what scares me about that product is it's so good, they're going to take people, take it off the market. Well, quit talking about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've marked my words. It's too good. There used to be a, a little hose thing, a plastic thing that sprayed down. 
It's like a like a like a wand, and maybe it was called that. Do we still have this? Hover sprinkler. Hover sprinkler. Yeah, do they still do the hover sprinkler. Not that I know of. Okay, but this is the first year we've had that kind of weather where they ex- where it'd be good. Yeah, well, where the the, the the use of them exploded because the people could only hand water. Yeah, <laughs> he they that when he's talked about the pressurization of the water, and I think that was their their concept was it was it, it poured down faster or harder. So it penetrated. It'd be better. good to what, get the aphids off. What, what I liked about it is, if you cranked your water all the way up, it, it almost levitated. You, yeah, you could have yeah, hold, yeah. hold one end with your finger. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember and that. It, and <laughs> it would almost balance out. I think I lost that one too. I had one of those. I don't oh. know where it is. Okay. Huh. Someplace it's in your trunk where everything else. Yeah, is. it's in the trunk you, somewhere. You'd ask Laura. She knows where it's at. What's that? Ask your wife. She knows where it's at. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she probably does. All right, 210-308-8867. Thanks for calling, Daryl. That'll leave a line open at 210-308-8867. And Kevin writes, uh, cover the smooth bark surfaces of young trees to protect them from a 100-degree temperature. When are we going to have ever have 100-degree temperatures? You mean when will it be that low? Yeah, when, <laughs> when will we not have a Well, we, f- we forget, uh, unless you've got fruit. You got fruit trees or uh, Do you on the Texas red oaks. Yeah, they are really susceptible yeah. to to come on, a, the, come on the air with burn. us. We're doing a radio show, but you can answer. What's that? I've listened to your show. It's oh, cool. Well, you're welcome to the show. Come on, you're on the air. What's going on? Hi, uh, Greg McBride. Um, Hi, Greg. I, I have, let me show you. I have a picture of a crepe myrtle that's blooming on one side. Oh, I'm huh. trying to figure out why. Oh, that's cool. Uh, in a weird way. It's any. Oh, I think we've smoked. I think, but I think we've had other people call in with that, or maybe you've called in. Well, my my concern is fertilizing them. Is there something that we're maybe we're doing wrong fertilizing, or is it because there's a sidewalk nearby the edge? I see them planted oh. up on the street, and yeah, they all seem to bloom true. beautifully. It's it's u- weird. U- it's usually because of the light, the light. But yours looks pretty open there. Open. Yeah. yeah, did you yeah. see it? Yeah, I well, I saw the how open this one was. Yeah. That's weird. We had the aphid problem, which you all went through huh? a couple years ago. The aphid, aphid problem. Huh. So I didn't know if there was something I should be doing. There, you didn't you didn't prune it prune it differently on one side. Well, we're we're wondering if maybe what we have is a, a side effect from the freeze. Well, that's... Because on the left side, there's a heavy density of... You can't hardly see in the picture that you look close, but there's a lot of dead tips on the side that is not blooming. Uh-huh. You get a little closer than that. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that 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 could be. That's a that's a. It's always a good reason when yeah. things things we can't explain. I don't know what it is. Well, so would it be is, okay? Is the bloom on the south side or the, is the bloom on the south north side. side? Okay, it's on the south side. That, that perfectly makes sense. Sun's I don't know if it's the right answer, yeah. but it certainly, <laughs> makes, it certainly yeah. makes sense. We were considering a pollarding type of action on farther up in it, but taking the tips. To remove any dead, would that cause a problem? Well, all the dead stuff needs to come out anyway. Right, but those are way up at the tips, which are like the last foot of it. No. So should we drop the canopy even further down and take more healthy stuff off? I, I think what I would do is uh, is I would crepe murder it later. Uh, the winter, snip I, the tops. Well, after, after you finish your blooms, I mean, you need to cut off your seed pods anyway. I would bring it all back to be about roughly the same dimension so that next year it has a chance to look more symmetric okay so reduction of even two or three uh, feet off each branch is fine right now normally we call that crepe murdering 
but your your tree is going to be cattywampus probably for forever unless you do something like that okay so when we do it when we pull it back go for it and look what the internal strong branches bring them all back to an equal right spread for the shape we want right. now of course the, there's a real advantage in terms of conversation for having this situation yeah. i don't think he wants this conversation <laughs> no, no. well it certainly looks interesting yeah. nobody ever has that except you that's right I'll congratulations charged from people to see <laughs> come see the amazing one-sided <laughs> maybe we ought to take cutting but you're, 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 you're take right. it from the wrong uh, side. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, the, free, the freeze really did some strange things. All of the branches, except for obviously the right side here, have about a foot and a half or two feet of dead oh, wow. on the ends. And then you can't really see it because of the way the crepe myrtle is laid out. There's literally pieces in the center that are dead all the way up. I'll be and done. so we still have to remove that. But before we did anything, we wanted to, because yeah. we thought about the same thing, crepe murdering it in, yep. the, <laughs> in, in the fall. So I, again, enjoy these blooms. When they finish, they're, then they're going to create seed pods. Go ahead and do it at that point. It seems to make trying to be making up for it. The, it's so heavy on the side that it's actually dropping. Well, it's, it's dropped, it, descended it, about it, a, a it foot will. and a half. It, it, you literally could be snapping a branch off. Right. If it rains, we're in trouble. Yeah. We may. There's uh, not going to rain. We want to keep this. <laughs> we want to keep this quiet. So Steve, the, I mean, uh, the t- Greg, Greg and, and uh, st- uh, Neil. Neil do not fi- hear about it. You know. Is there a, is there a particular Crepe myrtle uh, fertilizer that I should be using. Nineteen five nine works great. Nineteen Slow release lawn fertilizer. Okay, in the w- late though. Does it matter if it's near this trunk or it needs to be out by the drip edge or? Um, well, it's on a mature plant. It's always better if it's out at the. Out by the drip. Drip. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, for your thanks. Time. That's cool. Good thanks question. for coming on the air with us. Here, you give that back to Trace, and then. Now, what I want to see is, Keep and then we got to go to break. Rare. Long as it's blooming, it looks Keep healthy. that picture is rare. Yeah, I want to see when that one stops blooming that side. If the other side comes <laughs> back and starts blooming, that would be cool. Yeah, exactly. All right, we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment. Rick, we're going to see if we can answer your question after this on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. We got Lloyd and we have Rick on the line. Rick is up first. Uh, Rick, welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Thanks for waiting, man. What's going on? Now, be sure to turn down your radio. There you go. Oh, I don't know if you do. Rick, are you there? Good. Yeah, how are you doing? Good. How can we help you? How are you doing? We're doing good. Doing well. Okay. Um, I had a plant, a, a five-footer, and before the winter started, it killed it after because uh, 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 the how how the the winter was. It killed it. Did it kill it to the ground? No, no, no. It it, it dried up. I guess it's, it froze or something like that. I I don't know. What kind of pl- what kind of plant? Tell us again the plant. Uh, the plant is all green. Okay. It got, it got green stems, green leaves, and the main stem is green. Everything's green. I don't know what kind of plant it is. Or what I heard, it's a guillotia plant. Now we're Not close. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't recognize it. Trace, you recognize it. No. 
What the, is there any other names you can think of that people um, call? No, the 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 leaves. It's big, they got big leaves. Uh, it looks like a bird in flight. It got like two wings and the tail. Hmm. And, uh, and the whole plant is green. There's nothing brown or yellow or anything. Nothing. The whole plant mm-hmm. is green. I don't know. Does it so have the thorns? Le- the leaves look like that or the bloom looks like that? I'm sorry? So the thing that looks like a bird, is that the leaves that look like a bird or does it come with a bloom that looks like a bird? No, the leaves. The leaves are so big that it looks like a bird in flight. Big leaves. It's not like... Let's see, what do we got? And El- it doesn't have thorns. Ear. Yeah. Right? Does it have thorns? Can you send a picture to Milton? And yeah, we can all send see us it. a picture, and I'll, I'll make sure Trace gets it. Okay. Just Milton no, okay. at klup.com. Okay. okay. My my question is, last winter it killed the it killed the plant. It was a five footer. It killed the plant, and now about two two months ago, it a little a little stem came out from the bottom of the base. Okay, good. And I know. Uh, I, I know that it's not going to survive this winter, coming winter. Now, my uh, question is, can I can I take that little stem, because it's at the bottom of the base, can I take it and put it inside in a plant, in a pot? What, what was, what, what was I, I it doing we, before the, the freeze? I, I think we all need to know what the plant is to give you an educated yeah. decision. Yeah. And it, it, did it survive outside before the big freeze? Y- yes. It, oh, it yeah. Did. Yeah, because it, it was a five-footer. Five so it, it made... It, it was doing fine until the, the winter. It, it dried it up and killed it. Okay. Uh, one thing you could do, if, you want to, if you're planning on trying to save the little plant that came up, is take a shovel now and uh, root prune it. In other words, go out about, uh, oh, what, 12, 14 inches from that main little sprout, where that little sprout's coming up, and sink the shovel as deeply as you can all the way around it. And then just leave it alone, keep it well watered and everything, and then... uh, pop it out of the ground in uh, October and put it in a larger container a large container and uh, then you then you can move it to a protected site and see if it'll sprout out next spring uh, what uh, how big is a uh, 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 pot do I put it on probably a five gallon be fine a five-gallon, a, a, five a big a one, a, a fairly big one. When you okay. when you when you pop it up, pop it out. Uh, just get a container that uh, will hold the root ball that you've created. And then the other the other option is even if you do that process, I I, I predict you're going to have more plants coming up, more stems coming up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm suspecting it's a filled dinner, and guys. Yeah. Uh, Rick, can you send us a picture to just email me a picture? Uh, I'll try. But okay. my, my whole th- my, my thing is uh, because it's uh, right now it's about a foot in height. 
and I know it's not going to survive the winter. Uh, okay. I don't know. The- so I want to, I want to take it out of the ground and put it in a in a pot until spring. Yeah. So I I can go put it back in, in the ground and hopefully it'll grow five feet or six feet or something like that and hopefully it'll survive the winter. Okay. Well, do what All I right. said and yeah. give that a try. Thanks, Rick. All right, 210-308-8867. Lloyd is on the line, 210-308-8867. Lord have mercy. Lloyd, Lloyd. Lloyd have mercy. Lloyd have mercy. What's going on, Lloyd? <laughs> well, maybe maybe mercy kind of fits in. Hey, there's a tree that's called a toothache tree. Um, called a what? Toothache tree. Toothache. Oh, toothache yeah, tree. yeah. What's that, what's another name or a proper name for that tree? And can you buy them in the in a nursery? I don't think you're going to be able to buy one at the nursery. It's uh, Paul Cox used to talk about that. The Indians used to chew the bark, and uh, that's where it got the name toothache tree. It deadens your deadens your. Uh, where where did you get this one, or where did you see well, this one? Well, I've got a place out near Mountain Home. Yeah. And a, yeah. Guy, and a guy told me that I don't even know what tree he's talking about, but he said he, he had a toothache, or his wife did, and he got some of that bark and yeah. you know, said it helped until he got to the dentist and wanted to know. And I don't you know, I don't know anything about it. I don't know exactly what tree it is. So it's, yeah, a, prick, it's a prickly ash tree. Prickly, prickly ash. ash. According to Aggie Horticulture. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, do you, but, but do you know it can be pop- You're not going to be, be able to buy one of those. That's a native plant. Her- it says it's from East Texas. You probably have to go to East Texas and dig one up. Yeah, it's Hercules Club is another name for it. Huh? Okay, can you propagate them from cuttings? Mm-hmm. Could I take cuttings off my tree and propagate it? Probably <laughs> not. Uh, From what I'm reading, you, if you took a drive to East Texas, you could probably dig a bunch of them up on the side of the road. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I'm in Madisonville right now, so maybe I'll look for one. Oh, you're close. <laughs> or you yeah. can go, or you can go to your dentist and get some pain medicine. Yeah. Okay. That is up. Yeah. They asked me about it. I would quit. I would. I would quit getting advice from this guy that's going around. Uh, Eating bark off the tree, okay? Yule, Yule Gibbons tried that, and uh, he he's passed. Yeah, yeah but he lived yeah, a long well, time. Uh, <laughs> eating those grape nuts. Well, that, that, did that help you, Lloyd? Yeah, that helped. I appreciate it. Thank you very Thanks, much. ma'am. All right, David is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, David. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Yep, David, you there? Come I in. Heard, I heard something drop off. Yeah. Okay, up we lost. Okay, David, Hello? David, are there up? Hi. Yes. Hey, David, how can we help you? Hey, I have a green bean question. Uh, I have uh, green beans that have they've been in, uh, been coming up and growing well. They're over six feet tall. They're pole beans, of course. And, okay. Uh, it's probably been 95 days, and there's some flowers, but they never they never producing any beans. 
I've, I've only fertilized them one time before they were planted, you know, the ground. Okay. And I have to water them all. I have to water them all the time because of the heat. Yeah, it's a pole. But, it's but, a pole bean, and yeah. uh, they 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 don't they don't like a hot weather. But if yeah. if you keep the spider mites off of them, and uh, and keep them through to fall, they'll start producing beans in uh, whenever the first first cool front comes through. He'll have to uh, take all his vacation time so they can spend his time watering them. Yeah, yeah. To protect them through to the fall. But you planted them a little bit too late. That's why we recommend uh, rather than pole beans, we recommend there's a. Uh, there's Southern peas. Well, there's a dwarf bean that you can use in the spring. Uh-huh. Uh, like a, uh, there's a dwarf blue lake. There's a dwarf uh, Kentucky wonder. Yeah. There's also uh, also folks using uh, uh, southern southern peas for uh, oh cover crop be- for beans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they yeah, use during the, the summer. Well, they like this well, weather. I planted, I planted them in March though. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, but they're they're pole beans, and they have to reach a certain height before the temperature gets too hot. And this year, yeah. this year, the temperature got hot early. Yeah. Okay. So st- stick well, with stick with the uh, bush beans. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Good okay. Thank, Thank you, David. You. Talk to you later. All right. We'll All give right. Uh, take a little break here and give us some folks some more time to call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. All lines are open, so give us a call real quick. We had a a big burst of calls there. Let's get some more in at 210-308-8867. Yeah, I see, uh, Trace, that they got got Mexican Heather on. Yeah. You got a call? No, no, no. I forgot we were going to ask Trace about next week's sale, too. Oh, okay. Uh... But did you tell me that uh, wolves used to get those in bear root? No, wolves used to buy plugs and put them in a gallon can. He loves his favorite plant because you plant it, and six weeks later, you could sell it. Yeah. Okay. But they weren't bear root when no. you got them. No, he get he no. buy plugs. Okay. Yeah, that that was the plant he wanted me to promote. That he he couldn't keep them in stock, and he wanted me to promote. But the, in those days, a gallon can went on sale for like a buck eighty too. <laughs> I can barely touch a four inch for that. Yeah. Have you got a question? Yeah. Did you want to come on the air with us? That's oh, okay. They can just come on the air. Tell us. Talk right in the mic. You'll be on there. These guys will be able to help you. It's turning brown. I don't know what's up. It's uh, like water to me. But but, but talking the mic. Okay. Talking the mic. Yeah. This. Uh, Holly, I planted it a, a couple of weeks ago, probably about a month ago, and I don't know if initially we were giving it too much or too little water. Well, the symptoms going to be the same for both. Okay. So, on a normal plant, 
you could go to the leaf if it's crispy then it's probably the lack of and if it's limp then it's probably the too much but a holly is already a rigid leaf so you can't use that as a guideline yeah, thanks yeah <laughs> so this goes back to in my mind the finger method water the hell out of it excuse my language sorry and then you, you stick your finger in up to your middle knuckle in between and don't water till it's dry up to your second knuckle. Well, based on that, I'll tell you right now, I think we were overwatering it by watering it every day for about two weeks. Yep, that's, uh, if, you, if you were watering it with a significant amount of water, then, I was. You were, then you're too much. All right. is, uh, is, that, is the water, is it the draining? New, the new growth looks okay, though. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. The water is not set. The water is not uh, settling into this area, is it? It is now. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it start turning brown, what I did is I put a bowl there, and I began to watering, water, heavy water it, and then no water until it dries out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Good. You let it dry out in between I, watering. I am now, but I think okay. initially. I, I what am. are what are the symptoms you're seeing? Uh, yeah, hard to see the photo, but you see the brown leaves. Yeah. 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 That's it. Thank you very much. That was easy. Thanks. All right. Good job. 210-308-8860. Famous last words. Now be careful. <laughs> Javier is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Javier, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South oh, Texas. Yeah. How can we help you? I've got a bowl of cypress that, I, that I've got in a container that I recently bought, and I want to put it in the ground, and I just want to get some advice as to you know, just the best, best way to plant it. Uh, should I mulch, put mulch at the bottom of the hole, or should I uh, add mulch around the around the uh, ball of the uh, the roots? Uh, just just want some advice because I don't want to lose this tree. Well, what what is the issue there? What it's is a ball cypress. It's a ball cypress. Yeah. Yeah. And what were the you you said? There's something around the the hole. No, no, sir. I just want to make sure I plant it correctly. I, I've got. Uh, deep dark soil i'm not sure what kind of soil it is but it's dark brown i live out here in shirts and it's uh <clears throat> where i live it the subdivision is built over an old uh farm i guess where there's you know it's pretty deep soil there's no rocks or anything so i just want to make sure i i plant it correctly so that i can uh you know watch it grow i i think at this time of the year it's kind of hard to make something grow with this this heat that we're having but uh, um, cypress don't mind the heat as long as they're getting enough water yeah. Uh, all right. So ideally, you need to have planted that tree at grade or above grade. Uh, preferably, in my mind, above grade. You should have dug your hole up to twice as wide. Doesn't have to be, but the, the bigger the better. You pull out mm-hmm. all of that soil and you mix it 50-50 with something like landscape mix. You put that back okay. around and then you make a berm. And berms are important, but on a cypress tree that needs a lot of water is super important. So uh, go out about two and a half, three foot from the trunk of the tree, stack mulch up about six inches high, and you taper down to the soil line that you left for the tree, and it's going to act like a funnel or a walk is the best description. So you'd fill that walk up over and over again, say four or five times, and let it soak in. Fill it up, let it soak in. Water's going to take the path of least resistance. So the first couple of times, more water's going to go around that tree than to that tree. So okay. that's that's why I suggest doing it multiple yeah, times. Is it still in the container that you bought it with? Yes, sir. It's about a, I guess, I guess it's a 10-gallon container. But the tree's only like um, two inches in diameter and about five, five and a half feet high. Uh, uh, maybe six feet high. Okay. Where'd you get it? I bought it at uh, Sam's Club of all places. 
All right, so that's Trudy Ball Cypress is gonna is gonna take a lot of water, and the next thing you got to watch for are knees. So that tree okay. is gonna when you you got to think back to those old swamp movies when we were all young, <laughs> and the boat yeah. would go through, and then they got those things just sticking out of the water that you never knew what they were. Those are cypress knees. And so it has something to do with getting oxygen, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, keep the tree, at least some version of its root system, from uh, from staying too wet. And uh, so you're going to get those popping up, and they can become tripping hazards. Okay. And mowing hazards. You could break your lawnmower really easy. Yeah. When did, well, when, where did he say he got it? Uh, Costco or Sam's or something. Sam's, Sam's Club. Sam's Club. I bought it uh, probably early last month, and uh, I've just uh, not had time to plant in the ground yet. And I've, I've been kind of leery of planting the ground with this, you know, this uh, hot spell we've been going through. Yeah. As long as you're going to hold up your end with water, it would much rather be in the ground at any point than be in that pot. Now, is the ball cypress the same cypress tree that we see on the rivers here in this part of yeah. Texas? Yes, that's back to they, they want water. So they're, they're normally planted on or near a water source. There you go. Well, uh, what, what is that cypress tree I see growing in parking lots? Like, like there's a Walmart there on Nacogdoches and 1604 that certainly they're not near water. Is that a different type of cypress? My well, guess would be a Montezuma if it had a, if it had a similar look. Uh, Montezuma looks basically the same. It's not as no knees. dependent. No knees. Um, it's a better it, tree than ball. And the, and the trunk doesn't get as uh, bloated. Is that a good word? Yeah. Grows faster. And it doesn't have knees. And yeah. It doesn't have knees. All right. Kind of sad. Well, may, well, maybe that's what I want to plan. I'll, I'll, I'll go to a river here somewhere and plant this one by the river and <laughs> yeah, they're both they're both You're good right. plans. That's a good a good good plan. They they are a good plan. Yeah. Uh, both of them are the bald and the and the Montezuma. Well, bald if you're on a on a water source is a great tree. If you're not <laughs> on a water source, then you're gonna be standing. Now, if you like to drink, uh, you could have a beer with it every night, and you're probably <laughs> you're probably gonna keep it going. I thought he was gonna say pour a beer on it. No. <laughs> Uh, but but the problem with the we have in ball cypress around here is a lot of times uh, they get uh, iron, they're they're susceptible to iron corrosion. Uh, a friend of my friend of mine in at SFA is uh, has gone to China and whatever and brought back some. Uh, David Creech has brought back some that are supposed to be resistant to iron corrosion hmm. and. Uh, so uh, I I don't know if he's I don't think he's gotten any yet, but uh, I imagine the ball cypress you got if it's planted in a, a heavily alkaline soil could could uh, develop an iron corrosive problem where it turns where the needles turn yellow and it doesn't grow well. Okay. But, yeah, uh, I don't know what kind of soil this is. Yeah, I do, and. Uh, you got it. Yeah. Blacklands Prairie. Yeah. yeah, okay. Blackland Prairie, you call it? Yeah, yeah. So I your your plan of what about planting it close to a river is a good idea. The one other thing I wanna 
Yeah, one other thing, I'm going to change the subject. That uh, TV show you were talking about, uh, Cisco Kid, I've caught, I've caught some uh, episodes on one of these nostalgic Western channels. Yeah. And it's actually it's actually a pretty good show. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's real yeah, good. Yeah, it actually portrayed, uh, portrayed Mexican Americans in a positive light. Good. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I was good unfamiliar with, with you it. guys. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Good talking to you, sir. Hey, Trace, uh, right. as we run out of time, um, tell us what's happening as starting on Wednesday. Uh-oh, I turned you down, sorry. We have a very large ad coming out for 4th of July. A lot of super-duper specials. A lot of them that Jerry likes. Oh, okay. And a lot of them that Calvin likes. Uh-huh. Some of them have weed in the name. Ah. <laughs> Butterfly plants. Okay. I know, I know if you've got a good supply of Mexican bird of paradise that I was walking in. We do. They're not blooming, but uh, they will shortly. Yeah, and this ad will make you happy. What are the three gallons or those five are, gallons? Those are threes, three. but we also carry ones for people who want to start out little. Okay. And which one was that? That's the Mexican, Mexican bird of paradise. Yeah, that's blooming all around town. And that's oh, one yeah. of the saws. Superstars, yeah. Texas Superstars. And that's one that you see if it's planted next to uh, Esperanza. Yeah. That's a great combination. Yeah, big time. I was hoping Trace would say, oh, we're going to have both on sale. But he's just nah. keeping his mouth shut. <laughs> he's not you saying nothing. You him. Yeah. <laughs> big ad. Big Lots of yeah. super specials. Okay. There's one I can't even believe that I'm doing so cheap. Oh, what? No. Oh, man. <laughs> So uh, when when does the ad come out? Comes Saturday? out Wednesday. Wednesday. Morning. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. So they can get the ad Wednesday morning. They can might, go to your, your might website. Might be able to see it online sooner because I don't know when oh. he actually updates that. But it'll have it'll have the uh, dates on it, so we can't do it prematurely. Right. I'll okay. bring a copy of the ad. Uh, yeah. In next weekend. Well, if he, if y'all do that, he's going to spend the whole time reading it. It's yeah, that's okay. Like thirty six items. Whoa. I was thinking too. Um, well, uh, if if Jerry spends all his time reading it, there may, may be less trouble than if, uh, <laughs> and if he's well, uh, doing le- other things. Less trouble for Neil, and <laughs> yeah. less trouble for you. Um, I noticed that Saturdays are Neil Day and Sundays yeah, Sunday are Calvin Day. Calvin Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting. There's a trend. There's, there's a trend. There, there is there. something happening. I didn't notice that. Um. All right. So. Occasionally, before this, you all you have talked about how to pick out a good watermelon since the Fourth of July is traditional. Oh yeah, watermelon. I saw a different uh, a, a Facebook uh, thing on that and it talked about what what is, so what is watermelon webbing? Is that the uh, a cantaloupe webs? Yeah, cantaloupe webbing. Okay, uh, muskmelon webbing, but watermelon doesn't. Watermelon wear. doesn't have it. Okay, I thought maybe it was the some pattern nut case, of some the, nutcase that didn't know the difference. Probably so. Okay, so green stem, is it ripe? If you go into the store and you you pick out a watermelon that has a green stem, I'm a thumper. I can't answer. You, oh, you thump it. Okay. I'm a <laughs> all right. Now, all get, of that information is on PlantAnswers.com okay. on the watermelon. I think, you, right. I think he wants you to regurgitate it though. And one of the <laughs> one of the. Uh, Good, the good news, Milton, is that it's much easier to get a good watermelon nowadays than yeah than the old days. Oh yeah, and you yeah. want to look for scratch marks, is that right? Yeah, the if the coyote, well, they won't sell them with scratch marks. Oh anymore. man! But a coyote will, will scratch them, and to tell if they're ripe or not. 
Maybe if you got them not from a grocery store that's... Yeah. You could get one that had scratches on it. <laughs> and you want to have uh, yellow on the bottom? Yeah. Okay. On the belly. Yellow, yellow belly, on the ye- belly. Yellow-bellied watermelons are the best. Okay. There you go. And how do you... Just buy the most expensive one, Milton, and it'll be just perfect for you. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, uh, yeah. But uh, or also look around for those black diamonds. Okay. <laughs> All you old folks... Old timers. I don't know if they the only melon is black down. I can't. You got th- a question? Oh, okay. I can't think of uh, well. We got about two minutes left. You want to? Did you want to be on the air? Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Quick, real quick. What you got going on? Wisteria. Is it worth it? We're wisteria. Is it worth it? Yeah, my. Um, I'm from Colorado, so originally I grew up with these big lavender and lilac, but they don't grow a lot of stuff like that here. Yeah. And I like the wisteria, but my mom was saying that it's uh, really invasive. It's it's a uh, problem in terms of uh, pulling construction apart and rails apart. Try, try maybe try a uh, butterfly vine or a cross vine or some of those that really do well on a trellis and they bloom much easier. We have trouble with uh, getting our getting the wisteria to bloom. Wisteria is only going to bloom once a year. The ones he's suggesting are going to have multiple times of bloom. But are you wanting it for that, or are you wanting it to look like what you're used to? That's two different oh, questions. Yeah, I wanted it to bloom a lot, of course, but um, I did want to put it on the fence. So uh, out of what I got over there, cross find, I think, is probably the best choice. Yeah. So, one more time? Cro- I'll show it to you in just okay. a second. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right. Thank you. Well, Trace, what, anything else? Good luck. Big ad. Big ad. Check it out. Wednesday. Lots of super-duper specials. And, again, at least one item is so cheap, I can't even believe I did it. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll find that out more next week if you're surprised as traces. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you. All right. And uh, you're the plant carrier? Oh, yep, he's got them. All right. <laughs> well, we just got about a minute left. Anything else you want to uh, go on the watermelons or anything? Well, <laughs> it's just uh, traces. uh Throwing the hints out there, and uh, it sounds like there'll be a lot of butterfly plants. And we're, what, a month and a half away from monarchs coming through, and uh, a lot of butterfly, um, other butterfly species too. So uh, come on out and check out the uh, lantanas and uh, uh, all the other, the milkweeds and all the other plants, mist flowers. Vinca, yeah. They've got beautiful Vinca. Yeah. Trash. Uh, Esperanza. I want to know what this thing is so cheap he can't believe he's selling it himself. <laughs> Trash was right. foolishly thinking it's going to rain next week. Yeah. And he was worried about his Vinca. But he's got Cora. That's no problem. That's no problem. All right. Because uh, even though he's got Cora. We got we to go. No Vinca would... Uh, Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.